Hello, this is the Manifesting Your Dreams, a wedding industry podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Bickford. I'm a creative entrepreneur, a mom, and a wedding industry professional. When I started my wedding planning career, I had nothing, but I knew I had the edge to grow in this incredible industry and establish my name. I remember feeling, and still do, I would do anything to be one of the best wedding planners in the world. This podcast is about establishing your goals and manifesting them into a thriving career in the wedding industry. It's also about my personal aspirations and struggles, hearing from other industry professionals and their experiences, and setting your ego aside so that you can attract and receive greatness. You can expect to hear from me each week. I will share with you actionable steps you can take to build a thriving business and connect with other incredible human beings in the wedding industry, no matter where you are. I started this podcast because I feel a great purpose to share my insights, encourage you to push through your comfort zone and help you elevate your mind to exceed your potential in the wedding industry. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and feel inspired as you go through this next chapter in your life. Now set your ego aside. It's time to manifest your dreams. Hi, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show It's the new year, new year, new me. No, I think it's new year, better me, new year, empowering me, new year, I'm going to rock 2024. (laughs) Anybody else with me? Anyway, I am so excited to have Emily Lepke on the show today. I just got off from recording with her and just speaking to her lit my fire yet again for this year. And I'm just so excited to share who she is and what we talked about. We discussed our time at Engage Summit back in December at the Boca Raton in Florida. We talked about how she went from a nine to five to manifesting her dream career. We talked about life as a luxury wedding photographer in her amazing associates business. So a little bit of a background about Emily is she's the founder of both Emily Lepke Photography and Anna Dolores Photography, as well as a wedding industry educator empowering fellow creatives. Previously, she worked as a business startup employee starting business management in Paris. Um, She provided a unique skill set, ideal for flourishing as a creative entrepreneur. She is passionate about helping other wedding professionals skip past the years of mistakes in their businesses and beeline straight to thriving. In 2012, she moved back in with her parents, which we talk about, um, to start Anna Dolores Photography from scratch, pursuing her combined passions of weddings, photojournalism, and growing a business. Anna Dolores, named after her grandmother, so sweet, is now a team of four photographers serving over 40 couples every year for their California wedding celebrations. So let's dive in. Here is my chat with Emily Lepke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a great start. We're already editing this part out. Yay. Hi, everyone. (laughs) We are all human. Uh, Today on the show, I have Emily Lepke. So exciting. She is an amazing wedding photographer based in Santa Barbara. 
and I just want to welcome you. Hello. Yay, thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here. I was so excited when you reached out and got to connect and, and yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to chat with you. I'm just thrilled to see your face, to be honest. So I know, I know. And, and I just want to give a little bit of a backstory here. <laughs> We've been wanting to work together for weddings. Yeah. For like a year, I want to say. I would say about a year. Yeah. Like when we yeah. first connected. Yeah. And then we both went to engage at the Boca Raton in Florida. And it was just instant chemistry. It was. <laughs> I was telling somebody last night, I was telling some other photographers last night that it's like we were talking about how you just have that vibe with people sometimes. And I was like, yeah. I was looking for this wedding planner that like I'd only talked to via email and I found her in line at the bar and it was like instant, instant bond, which I yeah. love. I love it when you can find those people because sometimes it feels like you have to force a relationship or you, you know, you want to work with someone. So you got to kind of try harder, whatever, but like the best people to spend time with and work with and collaborate with, and also are the ones who are just fun to be friends with as well. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely have found a friend in you because you're just, you're so amazing. I love that we have like the same interest in the wedding industry yes. and the same passion for delivering amazing work. Yes. So absolutely. I just, instant bond. And the fact that we both went to engage. Right. This means that we're on that level. And I feel like everyone that we were hanging out with was just like true friendships, true bonded for life because we all understood why we were there. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a an investment of, of course, it's a financial investment, but it's also an investment of time and energy. And, you know, you and I are both in California and we went to the other coast to, yeah. <laughs> to join these people. And, you know, there weren't a ton of Californians there, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's just going to engage and similar type conferences are just a commitment to leveling up and to producing a certain caliber of events. And um, this was my second engage that I've been to. And it was my favorite. I loved my first one in New Orleans, but um, the Boca Raton was just something else. And um, great speakers, great sessions. Like you and I both went to Shannon Leahy's session and yes. had a lot to talk about afterwards. And it's like, it's so, it was, it was good. There was, it was a lot of good content um, and a lot of great people that we met. So yeah. And just super inspiring. I just love how over the top that they do each and every lunch, breakout yes. session, dinner. I mean, I mean, even like the snack breaks, like when they did yeah. that like honey themed snack break that was like, they had live bees, like, which sounds scary, but it was actually, I know, I'm like, cool. Let's they, had like, they had like cool, like hive situations, like, but it was so intricate and so thoughtful and so mm -hmm. well executed and the bees were safe. Everybody don't worry. It was very, yeah, was the bees well were done. safe. They were, they were in clear, I want to say plexiglass, yeah, but they were and in was, their, they were in their hive. It was so yeah, cool. It, it was, was beautiful. Yeah, it was so beautiful. It had a honey theme. It was adorable and again very intentional and well executed and and um and yeah, you know, I, it's a lot of what people go for is the inspiration of the design and of course, you know, seeing old friends and meeting new people, but the design is also something to get excited about um going into a new season and so yeah. that part is really fun too. Okay. I'm going to yes. say my most favorite night and 
what I feel like I got out of Engage. And then I would love to hear what you think. So it it was um, Retro Night. Mm -hmm. And it was the after party. Okay. And I just remember like dancing and I actually, I'm not really a drinker. So I was like having the seed lip cocktails. I know a lot of the seed lip cocktails. (laughs) I actually didn't drink that much, which I am kind of a drinker, but like I've just hit, I don't know if it's an age or a threshold where I just like can't do a ton. And I'm like, I don't want to be like hungover, have a headache all day or whatever. So anyway, I was all about the seed lip as well. I was on a mission at Engage. I did not have a sip of alcohol. Amazing. And I felt great every day. All of, you know, most of our friends were like, how are you? And I'm like, you know me, I'm just the NA girl. (laughs) Um, But it was that night in particular where I felt like we had our group Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel um, like I was alone on this mission or, you know, like I just felt like I had family and friends around me. I'm single. And so I didn't really have anyone to like answer to. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like have to feel like I had to go back to my hotel to like talk to someone. And I was just like in my element. And I literally said out loud, this is the best night of my life. Amazing. Hands That's down. So and cool. everyone was like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? I was like, no, you guys, you have no idea. I feel so free. I feel so connected. I feel like this is my passion. This is my purpose to be here. This is the best night of my life. That's incredible. That's the best. And to have that moment, um, yeah, that's it's it's huge. It's so, yeah. so huge. And for me, I it was less of a night, if that's okay, if I can divert. Oh, you can say whatever you want. But, um, you know, going into it, I it's like 2023 was a hard year. Just want to call it out and and point out what it was. It was we. It's you know, it's still post pandemic weirdness, adjusting to the new, you know, quote unquote new normal, whatever that means at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, the uh, engagement gap theory that a lot of people have identified. So it was just kind of a strange year of transition and all the things. So I went to engage, not wanting to put a lot of pressure on the experience to like, you know, inspire the crap out of me. But at the same time, I was like, hopefully there's something that hits me in the face and reminds me why I love this industry. Because sometimes you just need a reminder, you get in a Mm -hmm. rut. And for me, that was Will Gadara's keynote. And it was the closing keynote. I had never heard of Will before. Um, but you know, we came in and we sat down and we all had a copy of his book. He gave everyone a copy of Unreasonable Hospitality. And um, and I remember um Rebecca Yale came and sat next to me and I was like, hey, guys, you know, we're hanging out and 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 I towards the I mean I just loved his speech. He's a great speaker. Um I'm already like halfway through the audiobook. I'm like totally drinking the Will Gadara Kool-Aid. I'm like obsessed with him. <laughs> but like he just has such good messaging. And towards the end, really like like the last couple sentences he said, you know, he was saying that his his father had instilled in him a lot of different important lessons, but one of them was that happiness is having something to look forward to. And that a wedding 
birthday, wedding weekend, wedding celebration is something that most people look forward to for their entire lives. Yes. And we as wedding vendors have the opportunity to make an impact on that and be kind and put our passion into it. Like I'm getting goosebumps saying it. I'm not saying it nearly as eloquently as he did, but I teared up and I remember I left that session trying not to cry like a <laughs> crazy person and next to, sitting next to Rebecca Yale who had heard him speak before. So she was like, yeah, he's great. Um, and, um, and I ran into, into Rebecca in the hallway and just like lost it. Like she was kind of crying. So like I started crying and like, oh my gosh. I know. And I was like, Rebecca, just thank you for putting this on. Thank you for what you, she's one of the founders of engage and she and mm-hmm. Catherine lead it. And I was just like, I'm just so appreciative and thank you for bringing him. And that was like what I came here looking to feel. And, um, and I just came home feeling really inspired because of, I mean, the whole experience, the whole week was great. Like I had a great time across the board, but that was like the cherry on top for me was hearing him speak. And, and, um, yeah. And I literally, I mean, they gave us a copy of his book, but I bought the audio book so I could listen to him narrate it. <laughs> oh my because, gosh. Great. Great. Yeah. It's just a little bit more of a connection with him, exactly. so him in person. Exactly. I have to say that was my favorite. Yeah. I. After he was done, I just was like standing ovation, mm-hmm. hands down the best speaker. Yes, absolutely. And there were some really good speakers. So no shade yeah. to the other people. He just no. blew everything out of the water. Like and he, just, he just resonated with us. Yes. More. And he's in the restaurant industry. So right. like it's not, he's not even in weddings, but he found a way to very seamlessly relate to, again, hospitality is, you know, is mm-hmm. a, a lot more universal than the service industry overall. So he found a great way to bridge that, um, you know, and, and market it towards, you know, us towards wedding, you know, wedding professionals. So it was perfect. I, I do have to say, I maybe have resonated with him more because my background is restaurants and hotels. Yeah. So that's perfect. And I've actual yeah, one create experience too. And I've to- worked in three Michelin starred restaurants and it's related amazing. chateau properties. Yeah. And I feel like I, when I started Roke Events in 2014, I mm. said, I'm going to create an event company based off of hospitality, service, and design. Oh my gosh, he's your people. That's amazing. I know. Ooh. So to close out, engage. Such an incredible week, like with that. Yeah. So amazing. They will. Um, let's talk about the gala. I was going to say, I'm like, and then we finished the week with that gala and they brought out Flo Rida. No big deal. Sorry. I skipped right to the punchline. Wow. I know. I was like, drum roll. Nope. We are, we are letting the listeners know. Yeah. So the, the gala was, um, gold attire, gold themed, it was literally one of the most beautiful events I've ever attended and have seen. Just the level of detail was so amazing. But at the end, Rebecca and Catherine came out and was like, all right, thank you so much for attending Engage. We just have one more surprise for you. And then Flo Rida hit the stage. Do you know how fast I ran? I was not with anyone. A lot of people move real quickly. And I don't doubt that you made a beeline like that. I was like, this is my high school experience. Amazing. In the flesh, right in front of me, singing to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, and he was pouring shots of tequila. He was spraying shit. I mean, that was a, that was a concert. Like we got a concert. It was, did you go up on stage? I did not. Um, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I was like, that's, I'm not, again, I had a lot of seed lips. So I, like, <laughs> yeah, me too. I did not have any liquid courage whatsoever. I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm enjoying this just fine from right here. I'm having a great time on the floor. This is great. Um, no, okay. but it was so fun to be part of. And honestly, it was so incredible before Florida that once yeah. he was, I was like, you guys just can't get any better than this. I was actually mad because I had a 7 a.m. flight the next day. So I did dip out before his set was done. And I was kind of mad. I was like, I'm so, why did I do that? I'm so dumb. And I didn't even really get sleep anyway. I should have just stayed. But yeah. Okay, can and, I and tell you? Engage attendees, like just book a later flight, just sleep in, book a later flight or plan on not sleeping either way. So, okay. So let's talk about uh, like work-life balance here for a second. I was like, what are you going to say? <laughs> so you had a 7 a.m. flight? Yeah. I had a 5 a.m. flight. You did not. And so Woman. I partied with yeah. my seed lip until yes. 1 a.m. With with the gala. Yes. So you were there for the confetti drop and all the things. I was there for everything. Yes. And then I remember, uh, and I'll actually, when I post this on social, I'll, I'll post the photo. The photographer came up to me. I grabbed some confetti and I like blew it. I and, I was like, and I'm out. Amazing. <laughs> it was epic. It was such a good thing. I was like, and I'm done. I, I literally went back to the room, took a shower, set a 30-minute timer for a nap my my lift got there at 2 45 a.m oh my god and the reason why i had to do this <laughs> is the work-life balance because my daughter's school announced two weeks before engaged that the the holiday program was thursday night <gasps> so you have to get back to the west coast i landed an sfo at 10 o'clock in the morning Oh my god. I flew on no sleep. Y'all were sleeping. <laughs> on no sleep. Yeah. And so I'm dedicated. That's all I have to say. That's the message here. I am a dedicated, dedicated human being. You that is the epitome of dedication, honestly. Yeah. That's some serious, serious work life balance. I'm really, I'm yeah. really impressed. <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> I literally was like, I don't know who I am, but I'm here. <laughs> Honestly, like that's the thing about something like Engage is it's like you don't do it all the time. It's once in a while. You know, I never, I really never go out anymore, which I'm fine with. I'm almost 40. I, you know, I did that in my life. I'm okay with like being a homebody now. But like when you do it, when you do it once in a while, it's like you gotta, you gotta commit. You gotta go all out. <laughs> That's what I said. The first night I was so exhausted that I didn't go to the after party and everyone was like, why did you come? And I was like, I, I just couldn't keep my eyeballs open. But then I made a like decision. Yeah. I'm going out all night. Every yeah. Night. And that's, yeah. It, you know, you got to kind of pick and shoot, pick your battles. And that was actually me the second, the second night, the night that you had the best night of your life, which I'm sorry that I wasn't more a part of and engaged in because that was the night I dipped out kind of early. I was like, I'm gonna, this is my rest, my rest up night. Yeah. So that's all right. That's yeah. all right. You know, and I'm attending Engage this year, Amelia Island. Nice. Going back to Florida in December. Florida. Are you Keep coming? coming? 
I, you know, I am not signed up right now. Um, I could be convinced, honestly. Um, I was thinking about um, Nima Colon in Pennsylvania. Um, I would love to go to a smaller, a smaller engage, one of the retreats or the experiences. Um, but uh, they just didn't align with like my calendar and all the things. Same. So, but you know, they do four every year. There's always a new opportunity to go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every other one except for Amelia Island wedding weekend. Yeah. You know, it's hard. I mean, I knew a few, um, a photographer in particular, um, Demi Mabry. She like had a wedding before and a wedding after engaged. She like bookended. I think that's what it was. Um, I just, I know she was super busy and she like bookended the week with like shooting weddings. And I'm like, well, wow. I don't, I could barely get out of bed. I just, yeah. there's like no yeah, way. Yeah. Like, seriously. No yeah. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was engage everyone. Yes. If we you want to level up your game. I see. I waited mm-hmm. almost 10 years to go to engage because yeah. I'm the type of person that's like, I'm going to go to engage when I have hit this milestone. I'm going to go to engage when I feel like I'm worthy enough to be in that luxury environment. And I learned so much from, from so many people. Like, I can't believe this is your first engage. Like you should have been coming. And it's like, yeah. this gave me that validation. Right. For sure. I was going to say, you, you know, you got to go kind of a little bit before you think you're ready. Yeah. Um, because again, yeah, it helps you level up. It helps you get to that next, that yeah. next level. And, um, and you do learn a lot, especially the summits. They're so you know, it's 500, over 500 people. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be like the best of the best top of your game necessarily to like be worthy of attending. You just have to have the commitment and, um, and be open to, um, to learning new things and being in the right mindset and mm-hmm. uh, approaching, you know, the next level up from where you are now, which I think yeah. a lot of people are, uh, you know, and it is, again, it's an investment. I think the investment level I remember when I first heard about Engage um, many years ago, I was like, I'm sorry, the tickets are how much? And they were cheaper than they are now. <laughs> so, and um, we paid, let's just tell her, I mean, we paid $5,000 to mm-hmm. go. Yeah. That's just to get in. And that's that's just not flights. It yeah. literally includes nothing. I mean, it includes the food and the parties and stuff, but there's yeah. no, yeah, there was no travel or accommodations included in that or a tire or a tire i was gonna say the everything's a big deal mm-hmm. everything's themed yeah. which is fun i was yeah. at that first day that everybody wore pink that's those were fun drone shots with just like a sea of people in, in different shades of pink it was Loved fun it. yeah so it's fun to do that and shop for that and participate in it but it can also be stressful it can also be expensive so yeah, yeah. yeah. so start saving now yes yes it is definitely an investment but you make connections and, you know, it's definitely a long game situation. I've had a lot of people ask me like, oh, do you think it was worth it? Do you think you got a lot out of it? And I'm like, it's hard to qualify it, you know, the week after you go because right. it's not something that like, oh, I went to engage and I booked a wedding the following. It's not really like that. It It's about more long-term, genuine, um, sorry for this cliche word, but authentic relationships and and cultivating relationships with people um, like me, finally meeting Raquel in person, and we can, you know, continue the relationship we started over email, right? And and have the opportunity to work together. And again, it's a long game, you know. And that's and you know, now you're on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, 
I was going to say, I guess that, that actually worked out real well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely. Um, you know, but yeah, it's, you know, your whole business is a long game and, and really kind of planting these little seeds. They're going to be successful for you in the long term. And, and again, this is my second gauge. And there were a few things that I kind of, you know, got in that first year after the first one, but a lot of it was like just seeing the same people again in Boca and I'll see them again the next time I go and, and seeing them other places and keeping up with them on social media. And like I sent everybody like a hard copy, thank you note. And, um, you know, just to be like, Hey, it was so good to like, see you and meet you and yeah. And all the things. So Mm. 10 out of 10 for me. Yes. Agreed. I agree. It was excellent. excellent experience. I would love to hear more about you personally, about your business, mm-hmm. when you got started, what yeah. drives you. And I know that you have um, an associates program mm-hmm. that you're bringing back to life. So unfold as you will. Tell yes. us your story. Awesome. I can do that. So I'll try to try to keep it the uh, the short version. I think I'm I'm good at really dragging out the story and giving maybe too many details. But your elevator <laughs> pitch. I I will tell you though, people love the juicy details. I know, I know. So I will give the juicy highlights, which is that I started my business. I started doing wedding photography full time in 2012, um, and I took the leap into doing it full time because I got fired from the office job I was working at the time. And I was working um, as an executive assistant in higher education, which is where I thought my path was going to be. I thought I was going to work in higher education and study abroad programming Um, because I studied abroad in college. Um, I went to Paris. I fell in love with traveling. I thought that studying abroad um, and helping other students studying abroad was what I was going to be doing. But I, uh, the second job I had out of college ended up just being really soul sucking. It was really, my bosses were terrible. Um, the appreciation and validation was not there. Um, I very much felt like the hired help. It was very, I like to tell people that it was like being, um, one of the assistants in Devil Wears Prada. Like that's kind of how my boss felt to me. Wow. Very dismissive, very condescending. It just was not a good environment. It was extremely toxic and and really broke me down, honestly. And so while working there, I got more into photography, which had always been something I loved, always been a hobby that I cared about. I got my first film camera when I was, you know, nine or 10. And, um, and I just got more into it as something to do after working on the weekends as something to fill my cup and something that I could kind of get back to myself because my work wasn't wasn't, um, wasn't doing that for me anymore. Was not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, my job was not, you know, was not there for me in that way anymore. Um, and so, and I've always been a workaholic and get a lot and get a lot of, um, you know, again, validation from work, which is a whole other topic that, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, so yeah, so we started just getting back into photography and, and, um, and started kind of thinking about starting a business. And I was at the age where my friends were getting engaged and getting married. And so I was like, how old, was that? How old were you? I was, let's see, I was 27, okay. 26, 27. And I, you know, I started photographing friends, weddings for free. And mm-hmm. like they had even hired photographers. And I was just like, well, let me just do getting ready or let me just shoot over their shoulders or whatever, which 
shout out to those photographers at the time who let me do that and were very gracious about it because um, I didn't know any better at the time that that's really not something you're supposed to do is shoot over the professional photographer's shoulder. Uh, <laughs> and I sent them thank you notes as soon as I realized that that was not a cool thing to do. I was like, hey, I really appreciate you not punching me in the face. That was really, really kind of you. Um, anyway, so I got fired from my, um, from my desk job because um, I was working on my, uh, wedding photography website at work and they were like, you are not doing what we paid you to do, which I still was doing what I paid, what they paid me to do. But of course I was wasting company time. And the crazy thing was that the day that I got fired earlier in the day, I had been standing at the photocopier kind of, you know, staring off into space while I made some copies thinking to myself, how do I how do I quit this job, start doing photography as a career, move out of the apartment or the house I was sharing with my then boyfriend, because that was also not a great situation. I was like, how do I hit the reset button? And then it got handed to me on a silver platter. So I was like, okay, it's now or never. Let's do this. So I was, you know, very upset. I'd never been fired from a job before. I'm very mm -hmm. like straight A student overachiever. So getting fired was very upsetting. But it ended up being the best thing that ever happened because it pushed me into, well, now's the time to do it. I moved back in with my parents for a year and a half to start my business. They did not charge me rent. So I could, <laughs> I could operate on not worrying about what my income right. looked like. And, um, and uh, you know, kind of the rest is history, I guess you could say. So that was, and that was um, 12 years ago. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. And when did you get to move out of your parents' house? Like what, let's get real with the listeners. Yes. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. How much, if you can remember, how much money did you have to feel if, like ish to feel confident mm -hmm. to be on your own? So I'm going to be totally honest. I don't super remember how much that looked like. I know that my first couple years in business like my first year in business, I brought in, and this is, this is gross. This isn't net, um, like around 60 K. And that was, again, I didn't have, I mean, and I was literally booking everything. Like somebody wanted to give me $800 to shoot a wedding. Great. Let's do it. Yes. <clears throat> um, my second year I broke this, I think I was close to six figures or right around a hundred K. And I think that's when I was like, and again, that's, that's gross. That's not net. That's not what yeah. was going in my pocket, but that's what my business was bringing yeah. in. So I felt comfortable being like, okay, I can afford rent now. So I moved out. Um, and again, that was like my, like probably two, a year and a half, two years in to the leaving the job, moving in situation. So, um, yeah, I felt confident and comfortable in that range. I would say it was somewhere between 80 and a hundred thousand. I feel the same just not with like moving in or moving out, but yeah. the first year I remember I made like 70,000 gross. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was like, whoa, that's what I was getting at my other job. Right. And I have financial freedom in a way that I don't have to work for anyone but myself. Uh huh. I can go to doctor's appointments when I need to. Right. Make I my can own. take a nap in the middle of the day if I want, which is That's my favorite thing. Yeah, not <laughs> not now because I'm oh, that's me, and I'm like, do you remember those days? <laughs> like, oh, now well, I don't have children, so I can get away with 
like a real custom schedule. So I love my daughter so much, but, and I do tell her, you know, mommy needs to take a little nap on the weekend, Mm -hmm. just 30 minutes on the couch with you. Um, but yeah, I feel like, and then it was that second year that I feel like, yeah, I was like a hundred and then it just, you know, went up from there and then COVID, you know, I mean, COVID. um, but yeah, it's just, I, I hear you on that where that hundred thousand dollar range is when you feel like you've got this. You yeah. feel a little bit more confident in what you're doing. People are booking you. Yes. And I, I just, I had enough in my account and full disclosure, I am sort of a, not ashamed because it is what it is. And, and I've fixed it since then, but at the time didn't necessarily know um, what my net was. Like I knew what my gross was. I knew what I was bringing in, but I just kind of looked at my bank account and was like, yeah, it looks, it looks okay. I'm cool. I wasn't doing great with a budget. I wasn't doing great with like, oh, well, what are my expenses? And can I, mm-hmm. I wasn't mapping it out a year in advance, like a responsible person, um, which, you know, again, in hindsight, I'm very lucky it worked out. I'm also very lucky that my parents are the kind of amazing people who were like supporting me and letting me move back in with, you know, with, with a, no expectation of paying rent or anything like that. So, you know, they were just like, Hey, do the dishes once in a while and you're fine. So like, I'm, I'm very lucky in that way that I had that kind of environment to fall back on. Um, so I do recognize that. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I moved out into my first post firing depart uh, apartment, um, it was definitely just kind of based on good feelings and not, yeah. um, and not really doing the math, which I don't necessarily recommend it worked out for me, but I'm again, I'm happy to say that I've since then tightened up my game and I know what my numbers look like and what they mean and what I need to do. So, so that's good news, but yeah. That um, comes with experience. I was in the same boat. I'm like, whoa, I made all this money this year. Right. I don't really have any, you know, expensive expenses mm-hmm. cause I'm a wedding planner and like the services are in my head and mm-hmm. yeah, we don't have overhead. Everything's great. Like it's like, no, you pay for your Gmail and you pay yes. for <laughs> and for your website and your account yeah. and you pay taxes. And advertising on the knot. And yes. and and photographers have to buy gear. And you know, we buy more gear than we really need to. And photographers, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, because sometimes yeah. we get excited and <laughs> and I was very into um, you know, when when flat lace styling kind of came on like came into popularity. I was, I have so many ring boxes. It's obscene and I just could not help myself. Like, right. And that's an expense. Absolutely. Yeah. So I spent okay, a lot so- of money on my styling kit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So this is a manifestation spirituality business mm-hmm. podcast. And yes. I want to bring us back to when you were standing at the copy machine. Yep. And you were probably in tune with the universe, your spiritual guides, your guardian angels, God, whatever you want to say, like, how do I do this? Yes. And then it literally was like, let me show you how this is, this is kind of a kick in the butt. How, Mm -hmm. but tell us a little bit more about that connection that you had. Yeah. And do you believe in manifestation and what does that mean to you? Right. I I do believe in manifestation. Um, I have, I think, a very balanced perspective on it because I think there are some people who think of manifestation um, or spirituality and don't necessarily think about the action that backs that up. Um, that said, 
I had very little, I mean, you know, again, I'd been messing around making my own website at work. So I had that, I certainly had to do with getting fired, but the timing, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say it was the same morning of the day I got fired that I was standing at the stupid copy machine thinking about that. And that's why I remember it so clearly because I was really like evaluating my life in a way that didn't feel super serious in the moment, but was absolutely a connection to my overall, you know, place in the universe, I guess you could say. And, and, and I do, I have always kind of believed that I'm not a religious person, but I do believe that the universe like works itself out and provides you with different support and different outcomes for where you should be ending up. And so it's interesting because I, as upset as I was for getting fired, you know, I, my boss called me into her office and I was crying and I was so, I was so embarrassed and kind of ashamed because they do the thing where they like empty your desk and they escort you out of the building and you can't even like shut down your own computer. Like it was very dramatic. And Um, and even as that was happening, there was a voice in the back of my head that was like, well, this is working out. Mm -hmm. This is actually going quite the direction it should. And I even remember thinking, cause I got home, my, my boyfriend who actually worked with, he worked at the same company that I did and he had taken the day off. Um, I forget why he had a vacation day, whatever. And he was at home at our place and I came home crying and he was like, oh my God, what happened? And I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, well, you and I are done, but I'm also not, I don't want to like break up with you the same like five minute period that I just got fired. So I'm going to like, just kind of pace myself. Like it was just, you know, and it sounds very callous the way I just said it. He and I were on the outs for a long time. Like literally the week we moved in together, I was like, this is probably not going to work out again, voice in the back of your head. That's like, uh, maybe what Oz, we have too. so many similarities. <laughs> I've been fired from a job, which led yeah. me back to Napa, which led yeah. me back. Like, it's just crazy. I I moved in with a boyfriend. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, continue. Oh, I love it. So nuts. And maybe this is why we connect so well and why we're on the same wavelength and same vibes. Um, yeah. So, you know, he and I, I mean, he and I, I tr- you know, we tried to work it out for another few months after that. But ultimately I was like, I remember, I mean, I had just lost my job and was looking at like literally having no income. And it was interesting because I had already been like, oh, I think I want to try photographing weddings. And he was not supportive, hmm. which is very, which it makes me ha- appreciate my husband so much. You know, it's one of those, we all have experiences that kind of lead us to where we need to be. My husband is amazing. He is so supportive. He asks very few questions. He trusts me. He, you know, he's awesome. And the contrast between that and the relationship I was in at the time where he was like upset, I wasn't spending all my time with him and mm-hmm. mad that I was like working on my business instead of sitting in front of the TV with him. And I don't think you're going to like weddings. And I'm like, well, 12 years later, I've proven that very wrong. I'm still obsessed with weddings. Right. And so, um, Yeah. So it's like, I kind of tried to make it work for a while, but I I had no job. And he was like, well, I can help you with like a couple hundred dollars a month. And I was like, what do you, you know what our rent is? You think giving me $200 a month is going to like save this situation? (laughs) Like it was so strange. Anyway. So it all, it all fed into, you know, my mom knew I was unhappy in that relationship. So I think she was almost like ready to be like, yep, come home. Like, what do you, what do we need to do? So 
Um, yeah. So really, again, like you said, it all kind of came from that, from that moment, that little, and maybe, you know, again, spirit guides, intuition, whatever you want to call it. I, it's usually, again, that voice, I feel like it sits right at the back of my head, mm. like right, right at the top of my spine. That's just kind of there. It's also the voice in my head when I'm drunk, that is the sober part of my brain. Like, <laughs> that's like, Hey, Demi, don't do that or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> person whatever um, you know where mine is it's so weird yeah. I just I actually feel there's four okay this is a spirituality don't think it's, I'm weird yes, I'm, but I feel like it. there's four angels mm-hmm. one two three and four wow and I then right above me is like the universe like mm-hmm. the overall higher intelligence higher so whenever I go into a meditation, I went into a super, 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 super deep meditation last night. And yeah. I, it, it asked to call in your divine guidance, your angels. And then here they are, like literally appeared around me. Wow. I couldn't see them. I was closing my eyes. Sure. But yeah, I could but feel like, like I can feel that. them now, like guiding this conversation and like my everyday life. And it's just super, super powerful. Yeah, it is. It is really powerful to to feel that and to and to have that. And um, and again, not being a religious person, it's still really, again, really important and really powerful for me to have to still have something that's like guiding and something. I mean, as humans, it's like that's we find a lot of comfort in that. We find mm-hmm. a lot of validation in that to know we're not like completely alone. Right. Um, in our existence, in our own heads, in again, in the universe. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, mine is mine. Just sits, yeah, right at the base of my skull back there. So. I love that. And do you do any daily practice, weekly practice? You know, I am very bad about forming habits. To be totally mm-hmm. honest with you, so I don't do it regularly. But, um, but I got into the year after COVID in 2021. I got a lot more into meditation and breathing. I'm very good at if I need a minute to let, if I feel overwhelmed by something, um, I'm very good at taking that time to just go and sit and be in a quiet space. Usually a dark space is good and just breathe for a little bit and just calm myself down and come back to myself and, and talk myself out of, you know, kind of the extreme thoughts. It also kind of borrows a little bit from cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm. Anybody knows about C. CBT cognitive. Yeah. I'm almost at the right <laughs> acronym. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, just kind of like scaling back your all or nothing thinking and you're catastrophizing and you're, you know, your, your brain kind of running, running away with itself and saying, okay, wait, is that, is that reality? If it is reality, what's the worst case scenario? I'm not going to die. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay let's let's get back to who we are and what and what is important and what values are and what we're doing in this moment a really memorable moment for me i did it once at a wedding i was photographing a wedding in mexico um and i didn't have a second shooter which is kind of nuts like that i would do, i would never do that again like i had, i have since shot a wedding in mexico where i got food poisoning and i had a second shooter with me thank goodness because I could not shoot the rehearsal dinner. And so she stepped in and did that. Thank, thank goodness. Anyway, but I'm photographing this wedding in Mexico for these two amazing grooms. And my two of my best friends are videographers. And I had kind of stepped on their toes in a moment. And I felt myself starting to spiral about it because I love them. And I didn't want to mess up their work. I mean, we were in the middle mm-hmm. of like 
portraits of the, of the grooms. And, um, and I knew I had like pushed too far with one of them. And I kind of started to freak out and be like, oh my gosh, I'm ruining this day. I ruined their video. What's the matter? You know, I really started negative self-talk and I was like, you know what? I have a few minutes before I have to start shooting ceremony. I'm just going to go. And I sat in this dark room at the like estate where they were getting married and just like sat with myself for like five, 10 minutes and just breathed. And I, I like came out of it. And it, it was, I really remember that as being really, really powerful that I was like really in a bad mental space with some bad energy. And I just was like, you know what? This is not, you didn't screw up as bad as you think you did. You did not ruin this wedding day by any stretch of the imagination. Just right. so everybody knows it was so minor. I was shooting film and I finished my roll of film and it started rewinding and photographers, you know, that is a very loud sound. And it was during a point where the videographers were trying to record what the grooms were saying. So I made a lot of noise while they were like, Hey, we need you to be quiet right now. Cause I didn't realize at the end of my yeah. film roll. And so it made a lot of noise and I kind of ran away but I could see it on my friend's face that she was like, I can't believe you just did that. And I was like, Oh my God. You know, and I just kind of lost yeah. it. And we finished out the session and the grooms got a break before the ceremony and the videographers went to do something else. And I just took myself into, into a dark, quiet space and talked to myself down. And she and I talked about it later and she, you know, she's a reasonable person. She knows I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, she didn't lose anything valuable from that moment, which is good that the okay. guys were talking about anything that was video worthy. So it was fine. Okay, good. <laughs> so I didn't ruin a moment, even though I felt like I did at the time. Um, and so, you know, so it all worked out. It was fine. But in that moment, I really was, I felt myself spiraling and I didn't have a second shooter to fall back on. Like, I'm like, get it together. <laughs> yeah. Photograph yeah. this wedding. Be amazing. And also your friends don't hate you. The videographers aren't going to like sabotage you. They're not, you know, it, it's fine. Everything is yeah. great. And it was fine and it was great. And, but, you know, sometimes you just get in your own head about things like that and have to mm -hmm. kind of talk yourself down from the ledge. And that was really powerful for me. So I do believe in like meditation and breathing and mantras and centering. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so overwhelmed by our amazing conversation. Um, you know, that's so I, um, thank you for, for telling us that that's yeah. opening up about spirituality in general. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So let's talk about your associates and getting back to that because that's really exciting because you yeah. and your work are so incredible. We and I think that because you are a luxury wedding photographer, there are couples that can't afford you, but still want you, yes. right? Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about your associate program, how you're structuring that mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, when you're launching and just give us All some more things. details. Yeah. yeah. So I have had associates since 2014. So pretty close to the beginning of my business. I, again, like I said, I was taking anything and everything. So I was booking up pretty significantly. So there was a year where I photographed 40 weddings in one year by myself, which I do not recommend. And there was a specific two-week period where I photographed six weddings in 10 days. Six weddings in 10 days. Like that's 
bananas. It's Again, crazy. do not recommend. So that that right around that time, I met the woman who would become like my first long-term associate. Love. She ended up working with me for four years. And so that was like the the origin of I need associates. I, you know, I'm I'm too booked. This I know this is not sustainable. Um, I need to figure something out. So uh, essentially the way, you know, that <laughs> it's evolved a lot in the last almost 10 years since since I first um, started offering associates to clients. But um, essentially it has enabled me to scale significantly. Um, in 2022, I did quadruple the business I would have done if I was shooting just by myself. And I still did like, I want to say 17 weddings myself in 2022, which for me is too many. Like I'm at the point where I'm like 10 a year max is where, is where I'm all set. I love that. So so I had done 17 myself in 2022 and a lot of those were postponements, et cetera, but we still brought in four times what, you know, the, the revenue that I would have made if it was just me, um, with a team of four other photographers, which is Honestly, I was impressed with myself. Like when I looked back on that and did the math, I was like, oh, heck yeah, that's amazing. And so, um, and so I was getting a lot of requests from other photographers, like reaching out and saying, you know, how do you do associates and how do you make this work? And it seems really stressful and Mm -hmm. complicated. And I'm like, it can be. (laughs) So, so I started um, in 2021 offering group coaching to other photographers and other um, wedding vendors as well. But of course, my specialty is photography. So that tends to be the most relevant area um, to introduce the idea and the logistics of building a team so that your business can be more than just you. Because if it's just you, then you're limited by, again, how much money you can make, how many weddings you can take per week, per month, per year, because you can't be in two places at once. Right. (laughs) I have the unique ability of if I'm already booked or if I'm outside the budget of a prospective client, it literally just happened. It happens all the time. And it happened this week. I had somebody because now I'm two separate brands. I wasn't for a long time. We were all under the Anna Dolores brand. And now the Anna Dolores brand, which is named after my grandmother's, that's why it's named Anna Dolores, um, is just my associate team. And now I Mm -hmm. operate my luxury level brand. Um, and it really, the biggest thing was just the price disparity and right. being enough that I was like, this needs to be two brands. Um, so now I'm Emily Lepke and I book exclusively myself mm-hmm. under that. Um, but the Anna Dolores brand is, is the team of three associates now. And they're amazing. They're all like top tier, incredibly talented photographers that either don't want to run a business on their own, but are extremely talented. And this way they can focus on just being photographers. Um, Or they are, you know, shifting markets or they're not booking as much as they want to or whatever. And so they are filling their calendar with working for me and that I feel very lucky in that way because I get some really incredible um, talent from that. And and the Anna Dolores clients benefit from that too. But what I was going to say was that I just this week had a client who reached out to me um, via the Emily Lepke site to photograph her wedding. And I mentioned my minimum investment when I reply to inquiry emails, just to kind of give them like ballpark, just so you know, before we get anywhere, um, get any further with this, like my minimum investment is, is 10K. And 
of course, if someone is coming from Google or not a referral from a planner, a lot of times that is not necessarily what they're expecting. And so I'll get a response. that's like, thank you so much. You know, you're beyond our budget at this time, whatever. And I'm able to respond and say, totally understand. I just got married myself. I get the whole budget discussion. You know, we were definitely on a budget. I understand no judgment. We also, this is our sister brand, Anna Dolores Photography. And this is the price point we're at. Mm -hmm. And it's more in the 6K range. And so just this week, I sent that email to a prospective client and she booked a consultation. I'm talking to her tomorrow about working with Anna Dolores, because for me, I'm like, I don't care if they book me or my team, you know, we're offering a comparable experience. I'm doing all of the behind the scenes work and I manage all the editing and I'm doing all of, wow. the, all of that stuff. That's where I, that's where my strengths are. That's where I thrive is, is the running a business part. Um, and then I'll shoot, you know, eight to 10 weddings myself a year. But then the associate team is photographing another 30 weddings a year under the Anna Dolores brand. And, um, and again, it doesn't, I don't have to physically be there at every wedding, um, to make it happen. And, um, and this team, you know, shares the same values that Anna Dolores, you know, as a brand does, and, and we all have similar approaches to the day. So if, if someone can't work with me for either availability or pricing reasons, I still have, um, a great experience to offer them. Mm -hmm. And so the associate coaching program is really just telling other photographers how I did it and how I recommend them going about it the same way. And I'm very open book about it. I'm like, I share my numbers. I share like email templates. I share pricing. I share like everything. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that you did one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have three brands. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The okay. education stuff is kind of under the Anna Dolores umbrella. Well, everything's okay. under the Anna Dolores umbrella, legally speaking. But, ah, okay. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, the educational stuff is kind of like Anna Dolores, you know, it's on the Anna Dolores website, that sort of a thing. But yeah, we do the group coaching. We do one-on-one. -on -one. And so the group coaching, um, I've kind of offered the last few years, at the beginning of the year before everybody's season gets crazy. So it's, if it's something that photographers want to implement for the coming year, um, it really is good for like, if, if someone were to sign up right now, it would really be the most beneficial for like the 2025 wedding season. Right. Right. Um, but you can get started in 2024, do all of the legwork, all of the recruiting and getting rad people on board right. and on the same, you know, on the same page as you and on the same team and all the things. And then they can hit the ground running for 2025 weddings and you can see your, see your income grow. So. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Where, <laughs> so uh, give us your handles, your website. Where can we find you? Yes. So AnnaDolores.com is the place to go. If you go to AnnaDolores.com forward slash associate teams, that's the place to find all the information about the coaching. If you just go to AnnaDolores.com and click on education, it'll take you to the same place. Um, so you can also find me at AnnaDolores. And then I'm also on Instagram at Emily Lepke. Um, I guess check the show notes for spelling because it's ridiculous. My exactly. last the show notes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I know my my married name, my my maiden name was complicated too, so it took me a that's right. That's big right. So I'm like um so yeah, so I'm everywhere, you know, emilylepke.com, emily lepke on Instagram, all the things. 
So. And Anna Dolores. And Anna Dolores. Yep. I love it. Well, yes. thank you so much for being on the show. You're amazing. I felt like this was such a juicy episode. We got a lot we from it. A I'm, lot of ground. I'm just so <laughs> pumped to release it. And I know that everyone's going to love it. So thank you, Emily. Thank you for having me, Raquel. It was awesome. You're welcome. Bye. All right, everyone. That was so fantastic. Oh, I love her so much. I cannot wait to work with her. I've, it's been a long time coming since I've been wanting to work with Emily. And the fact that Engage brought us together in person and now on the podcast just reinsures me that my guardian angels, my higher intelligence, the universe is on my side, connecting me to incredibly amazing, talented human beings. So, um, Please, please subscribe so you can get email notifications when I launch a new episode. You can go to rokeevents.com forward slash podcast. And when you subscribe, you will also get my freebie to download on how to manifest a great day. Who doesn't want that? So um, tune in to Instagram, Manifesting Your Dreams Pod, Roke Events. And I will be seeing you soon. I've got a lot, a lot of amazing, incredible people coming up on the show. I do want to say thank you for your patience with getting this episode out. Uh, the holidays really just got me. Didn't it get you? Anyway, um, thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to bringing you another episode soon.